uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap the series, and, and next week we're going to start a new series on uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but, but today we're talking about this, um, this theme of the anticipation of a future meal, right? And so if we, if we were going to talk about this, though, I want to I like lay some groundwork here and just have us think about what does it look like when um, some of you are event planners, like you have that in your, in your uh, DNA. It's like part of what you do. Um, I know, you know, Candy Bridges, like total event planner details, um, and if you get in her way, it, okay, Curtis knows. And so here, uh, here's the deal, um, but it requires a ton of, it requires a ton of work, right? So these celebrations that we do uh, require a ton of work and to make everything go off and, and details. And, and what we find, though, is this, that if we were not so caught up in what it was going to look like in the end, right, although we have that vision out there for it, we could actually come to an understanding that along the way we can see the celebration happening, right? And so as, as decorations come in, they come in in boxes, and then we unbox those decorations, and then we begin to set them up, right? And so, but if we weren't in such a frenzy and so worried about the end, we could actually celebrate as we go, and the celebration might even be more impactful than it would be if we were so worried about the end, right? And so, what I would say is this, a party that is well-planned is a party that you can enjoy along the way, all right? Um, you ever seen a bridezilla? A bridezilla? They're scary, all right? But have you ever seen a cool bride? They're awesome, all right? Because they're just kind of functioning and they're doing it. Ah, oh, yeah, that's cool. All right, cool. And then you have people that are just overbearing and crazy. And you, here's what you learn is I never want to work with those people again, all right? But if you have a person and if a party's done correctly, here's what I love about great party planning is this. The one person doesn't do everything, right? And so it might be your role to go pick up the coasters, but that is such an important role. It might be your role, hey, I need you to grab the tablecloths and put those on. And within, if we were going to look at that, uh, we would say, wow, that's a really... Uh, just a kind of simple thing, like, can I do anything more? No, because if you don't do that, then the table is going to look like trash, even if it's set. Even if it's set correctly, it's not going to look good. So everybody has this role to play, right? And so it, it, kind of, it reminds me a lot of like what church looks like and what church should look like. We're all doing something, and nobody's role is more important than the next person's role. So if you're up here uh, like me and you're talking to you, my role is not more significant than your role. See, because some of you have this great ability um, to do this stuff where you go and visit people, and you're so good at it, and when the body does that well, everybody's taken care of. And it's such a good reflection of what the body of Christ is, right? And so I just encourage you guys, I want to invite you to the party. Like you're invited, you're invited, you're, you have a significant role and your role might be that you're just nice to people that are on the outskirts, right? 
these fringe people that maybe someone else isn't even notices there, you take notice to those people and you draw them in. And that's huge. And so I just want to encourage you, you matter uh, in this thing called church, in this thing called kingdom work. You matter. Even the most, what we would say, insignificant is significant in the kingdom of God. And so I just want to lay that foundation as we begin to talk about this future meal, about communion, and when we reflect. Um, So if you'd pray with me, let's do that. God, we thank you for your son. Jesus, we celebrate your life, your death, and your resurrection. Uh, It is in you where we are made right and are being made new. So Holy Spirit, empower us to do the things that you have called us and equip us to do. Amen. So uh, this is the last part of this uh, series, so I just wanted to give another shout out um, to the teaching team. Thank you all so much uh, for what you brought. I thought it was just super rich, all right? Uh, you did a great job expressing the thought that uh, as we were trying to get through uh, what communion is, trying to come to a better understanding of what it is, and I thought you just laid an absolute awesome um, foundation for communion as we continue on. So thank you so much to the teaching team uh, for doing that. Um, your gift cards, <laughs> they're not in the mail. I'm just kidding. Okay, so, but I do thank you so much. Um, can I just say, as I'm turning to uh, Revelation 19, 6 through 9, it is so nice to be able to go on vacation and know that the church is not going to fall apart. Um, and I say that in all seriousness. Like, I know I can leave, and I know that it's in good hands, and it's just going to run so well. And there's going to be people here that can teach the truth, and uh, it is so cool to see that. And so as we, as we turn to this Revelation um, 19, uh, 6 through 9, I just want to say, um, as I read this, uh, just get excited about it. I mean, this is, this is good stuff. And so... Uh, It says this, then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of a mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. And it said this, praise the Lord for the Lord our God, the almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him for the time has come for the wedding feast of the lamb and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words that come from God. And and so we look here in Revelation, that's the final book of the New Testament, the final book of the Bible, and we see this celebration that's taking place. And and I just want to say that's something that we can get excited about, right? And 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 that is out there and it's going to happen. It's a matter of fact, right? But then it's like, why do how what can we celebrate now, right? Because there's this future but there's also right now, too. And so then we turn, if you would, in Romans 8.1. This is why we celebrate here. 8.1 says this, so, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And so the invitation to the future can happen right now. The invitation, if the response can happen right now. 
right? And if I encourage you, I encourage you to go home. We're not going to read it all because it's just, I, I don't even know if I could get through it all. But, but if, if you go home and read Romans 8, you start to get excited like, oh yeah, like, like I can do, nothing can actually separate me from the love of God, right? Like I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was, I was a slave to my sin, but now I'm a slave to God instead who has set me free. I was once dead, but now I'm alive. And now these are things to get excited about. And so we have this future out here about why we celebrate, and we celebrate because of a man named Jesus. We celebrate that in his life, in his death, and in his resurrection, we are being made whole. Now, this is, this is good stuff, all right? It, it, here it is, the reality that Christ, through covenant, which Tracy talked about last week, has restored us to God, okay? That we are being made whole, that we have hope, that we have purpose, that we have plans, that we should bring us to the point of celebration. And here's the good part. Here, here's what I want us to get. To, I think this is so important. It's not just about us. It's not just about us, that, that other people have and are being made whole, that other people have hope, that other people have purpose and a plan, and that they have a reason uh, to celebrate. Uh, I want to turn to Matthew real quick, Matthew 22, uh, 34 through 40. Check this out. M22, what? Okay, now this is a Michigan thing. Check it out, though. M22, now it means something different to me, all right? Check this out. I love it. So good. It says this, the most important command. I, guys, let's not forget this. I think that we forget this sometimes. I love it. Jesus breaks it down for us, though, right here in 22. It says this, but then the Pharisees heard um, that he silenced the Sadducees with his, with his reply, uh, and they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religion uh, or religious law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I love the simplicity of Jesus' message here, um, and, and I look at it like this. Sometimes, sometimes we get this real good, and I know we've talked about vertical relationship, right? God, and if it, God, and you've t- maybe you've told this before, God, if it was just me and you, we would be so good, right? Uh, but then you, then you put these people in my life, all right? And these people bother me, and uh, why, did, why did you do that, all right? And maybe for some seasons of your life, and some days, those people even live in your own home, all right? As unbelievable as that may be, um, they might live in your own home. They might, maybe in that minute, they just rub you wrong, and you're like, what in the world? But here's what he says. He says, you know, you know love me with all that you are, but then equally as important, love your neighbor, right? And so, I love my neighbors, Yeah. All right, and so, so, so here's what I just I just had this thought. A friend and I were talking the other day, and um, and you know we I just had this this picture in my mind, right, of this um, this car restoration, right? Like 
Like, there's a car right now sitting in a junk pile right now, okay, uh, in a salvage yard. And there's this car that it, it's been there for 10 years, right? Maybe 20. Maybe it's, I'm just going to go with a 65 Chevrolet Impala, all right? And eventually it's going to have a 327 engine in it, and it's going to be awesome, all right? But here's, here's what I've, I've come to is this, is, is that oftentimes we just see the junk. I wonder how many times people in that same salvage yard have walked by that car until the one person walks by and says, that's it. And your, their friend says, that's it? That's it. That's the one. That's the one. And they go and they, they move the car and they, they put it and a, and a tow truck comes because it's so dead. A tow truck comes and, and puts it on and then they take it to the shop. And what we see then is the shop owner starts to clean the car out and initially takes out all the stuff, right? The, the rat infested interior, the leaves that have built up over time, the rust starts to get taken off. And now we have this car that's shaping up to, now the, your friend stops by, the one that says, that's it. And they say, that's that car from the salvage yard? Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're not quite impressed yet, but it, it's, it's primer gray now, all right? Uh, and it's got still the same tires on it, okay? And it's a little, it's a little rough still, but it, it's improving, Right? And then, and then they come back, and, and six months later, it's got new wheels and new tires and, and brakes, so, so now you can control the car, right? And so where before, there, the car would have been out of control, but now it's got brakes on it, a little thing I like to call self-control, right? And so, and so this, this project happens over time, and then two years later, you pull up in your buddy's driveway in this car that's been completely restored. And he comes out and he says, that's the car? Yeah, this is the car. And what did it take? It took someone to see the car, right? And here's what I believe, and I'm, I'm so guilty of this, so that's why I'm going to say I believe this, is we oftentimes are the ones that walk by the thing that really needs restoration to go to the shiny thing that's already part. And so here's what we have to do. We have to start seeing with the eyes of our Father, right? And so that's what we've got to pray for. And when we see something that, that looks like it should just be thrown away, we need to wake up to the reality that the restoration project is happening in all creation. Matter of fact, Romans 8 says that all creation is groaning. You know what it's groaning for? It's groaning for that revelation passage. And here's what I want to ask is this, is, is we have to have this invitation with consideration. Because I, I think when we come and we take communion, Jesus did this in Matthew 26, 26 through 29. It, it says this right here. 
As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to his disciples. Take this and eat, for it is my body. And he took the cup of wine and he gave thanks to God. And here's what we talked about last week, this covenant that was happening, sealed through blood. He gave it to them. He said, each of you drink it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now, here's the challenge. This is the the invitation with consideration, all right? Because it's easy enough to take the chiclet-sized bread, correct? It's easy enough to take the smallest grape juice cup in the world, as Josh so eloquently put it. And by the way, can we pause for a second? I just want, I, I know this is in the, Josh got a job. What's up? Okay. Dude, talk about God working all things out. We're going to, we'll talk about that later, but that's super, I'm super excited about that. Um, anyways, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Oh, dang. Let's just celebrate again. Cody and Olivia got engaged. What's up? Dang. My wife needs to come on home. Okay, here we go. All right. Congratulations, you guys. That's awesome. So anyways, that's a short message of celebration in the church. Okay, here we go. But here we go. Jesus, and then Paul's going to write this. Paul's the author of uh, Corinthians, and he's the author of a ton of the New Testament. And, and he says this in verse 23 of chapter 11. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took some bread, and he gave thanks for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That's exactly what Jesus said. And then the same way, he took the cup of wine, uh, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. For every time, now this is back Paul speaking again, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. We're doing it as part of a remembrance of what he's done for us, right? So anyone who eats this bread or drinks the cup unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if we eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why some of you are weak and sick and even died. Now, what's up with that? Okay? An imitation with consideration. Like, I don't think we can just come to the table anymore and just take the cup. Right? We've got we've to say, oh, this is serious. Right? This is, this is not just an act that we're going through. This is something that, that we, we, we're celebrating with people, and we've been celebrating this for thousands of years, right? And we've been remembering, and we've been reflecting. And so here's what I want to do, because we have to wrap, because we have some stuff that we, we need to do here, uh, is this. I just want to say this. Who are you inviting to the table? Who are you inviting to the table? Who are you seeing? Capital S, capital E, capital E, ing. Okay, who are you seeing? I didn't feel like spelling the rest of it. All right, and so who are you seeing, though? And I want to encourage you to begin to allow God to transform your heart. Where you would have got upset before, chill. 
Where you would have been a jerk before, don't. Let me encourage you with this. Where you have a letter to write to somebody of encouragement, do. Where you have a phone call to make to say, hey, I'm just thinking about you, do. Take advantage of those times, all right? Even if you're in the middle of everything, it's quick to send a text to someone and say, hey, I'm just thinking about you and praying for you. I want you to know that, you know, and whatever God's land on your heart. Okay, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, do that, see what the response is, all right? I just challenge you in that. Do it, see what the response is. Typically, the response is, you have no idea what that did for me. You had no idea I needed that. Here's why, because I believe that God is inviting people to the table actively, and I believe that we get to be a part of it. And that's something that should excite us. And, and here's, the, here's the thing that should excite us, right? And so we think, well, we're just going to have this back-to-school event, right? Dude, we're inviting people to the table, right? And so we have this back-to-school event where we get to be a part of it. And I just want to give a quick shout-out. I have some uh, friends over at Soma's Church, Koi uh, and Lindsay. Koi uh, and Lindsay. Okay. Koi and Brooklyn Lindsay. Okay. Why does she have a last name? That's a girl's name too. Okay. Koi and Brooklyn. They're doing a teacher breakfast over at Oscar J. Pope because they believe that ministering to the community around them matters. And so I just want to tell you guys part of that giving that you guys do, right? And so I just like, we had this idea. Hey, why don't we support them in that? We'll just write them a check for 200 bucks and say, hey, we, we really support what you're doing and we want to bless what you're doing. All right, and so we got to write Somos Church a check for 200 bucks. Hopefully, they can buy some OJ and stuff like this with it, and they can bless those teachers over there. And they're also doing stuff where they go help teachers set up. All right, so they're doing good stuff. Like kingdom work is happening, right? And, and, and kids' lives are going to be impacted, and teachers' lives are going to be impacted. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Stay strong in that. Um, they're, so they're doing that breakfast. Here's what we have. I love this, though, because, because we, I just want to shout out to Redeemer Presbyterian right down the road, right? Okay? They're willing to work with us. Bernie from Mount Sinai AME Church is willing to work with us because here's what we come to the understanding that it's bigger than any one of our bodies that can do anything to impact change in this community. Right? So then we see, oh, it's kingdom work that's happening. Okay? Your theology might be a little different than mine. Who cares? Okay? Leave that for think tanks and the things that don't matter. Okay? Because the things that matter now, and I really love intelligent people because they make me look so smart. Because when I read N.T. Wright, and I just learn from N.T. Wright, and then I tell you some things that I've learned in other smart people... Wow, Andy's really, no, I'm not, okay? But I'm learning this, that, that people are inviting other people to the table. And so what do we do? Redeemer cuts us a check for $1,100 towards the, towards the back-to-school bash, all right? And they said, can we at least cover uh, the Chick-fil-A. They went straight for the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, okay, fine. You can get the Chick-fil-A, all right? No, but they want to, whatever it is. We have, a, we have a partner, a business partner, all right, who said, hey, we're going to cut you a check for $750 towards the backpacks, all right? We have a missions budget that's dedicated $7,200 for Medela projects, 
So what does giving do? Giving makes a difference. And so we get to invite people. Then we have 40-something volunteers. April and I are looking at each other like, man, I don't know what we're going to do with all these people. Here's what I would encourage you to do if you're going. Don't come with like, I need to do this, okay, because we're going to put you somewhere else, all right? Well, the Lord called me to do this. Well, hang up. All right, now here's the deal. No, I'm just joking. Be flexible. When we show up to this thing, we were talking to Myra and Gail. That's the, um, that's the principal and assistant principal over there. Um, they said we really could use people um, at this cotton candy thing that's going to be down here on the other side of school. You got it. We're just saying, hey, God, use us where you need us. All right? And here's the deal. You might not get to preach the gospel to someone, but you will preach it by what you're doing. Okay? Now, don't get too comfortable there, because some people like that saying too much. Preach the gospel everywhere you go, but, you know, use words when necessary. Start using words, okay? Quit playing. It, well, it, didn't, mean, it didn't get you out of it, all right? You still need to share your story, all right? And so when we go over there, I'm just pumped, man. We have 30-something people from here that are volunteer. We have 10 others from Redeemer. Uh, Bernie's showing up. I don't know how many people he's bringing um, from Mount Sinai. I, guys, this is kingdom stuff. I'm, looking, I'm reflecting on it this week. I'm like, God, you're doing this. Like, I can't do this. Bernie can't do this. Brian and David can't do this. You're doing it. You're orchestrating this thing. And so when we go there, here's what I believe. I believe that when we go there, there's an actual fulfillment of Matthew 22 happening. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. Loving God, loving people, right? So when we talk about that, it's putting action to words. And so I just want to say to you guys that I love getting to do kingdom work with you all. Like when we show up, here's what I love the most. I love just being Andy. Okay, if we're at the event and you introduce me as Pastor Andy, I'm going to drop kick you. Okay, because here's what I, I just want to be Andy. I know, listen, I get it. I'm the pastor of this church, the lead pastor, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I want to meet these people. I want to be Andy. I don't see when people start, even when I was a teacher, you introduced me as a teacher, people start acting different. I just want to be, I just want to see people. I want to be there with you. And here's what I want to do. I want us to be equipped to do the work that we are called to do. And so that's what we're going to do. So when you come out, dude, it's going to be dope. It starts at three. That's signups. The event actually starts at four. That is not permission for you to show up late. If you can be there at three, be there. Now, if I understand if you work and all that and you got to be there at five, all right, I made it sound like I don't have to work. Um, now, here's the deal. Be there, though, because we are going to just bless these people, all right? We're going to get to interact with these people. We're going to get to laugh with them. We're going to get to hand them cakes, all right? And one of the things that we're going to get to do is is we're going to do this. And, And I was thinking that we would only do this in second service, but then I had a thought this week, like, no. Like, everybody gets to play, right? Okay? Pay attention to this video.